0: guys and welcome back um by this point hopefully you know i am gab um and obviously this is your favorite topical podcast um i'm here today with daniel armstrong a professional photographer and videographer
1: hi who
0: i have actually shot with a bunch of times um and he's a pretty great guy he's actually uh daniel legstrong over daniel armstrong but anyway that's something for another time um so i'm gonna just start this by explaining like I have had a big night. (laughs) Like This is probably the most unprofessional podcast I've done in my life. Um, Actually, Daniel picked me up on the way to this podcast um, in the clothing that I was wearing last night. Yep. Yeah. um, I am currently in my pajamas. I'm sweaty. I haven't slept at all, like one wink of sleep. Daniel can
1: confirm. Uh, yeah, I can confirm. Can, it, can confirm. It's a pretty funny look right now. It's yeah, great. It's,
0: it's a hot mess. And like I said before, not a hot mess in that I'm hot in that I'm a steaming pile of shit. <laughs> hot mess. Um, anyway, we're going to try our best. I was at a drag yeah. show last night um, and it was amazing. My friend Timberlina is a, a drag queen and he fucking slayed the stage. Like it was iconic. Um, if you're in Newcastle, go check out Blush at the Cambridge. It is a must- Um, it is an absolute riot, total carnage, but, um, we are lucky that I even have a voice today because last night I was screaming so much that I literally left the Cambridge and I was like, hello. (laughs) Hello. And I was like, fuck, I have a podcast tomorrow morning. And I'm going to be like, I yeah. guys, so welcome to having a
1: Gab.'" When you told me you were at the Cambridge last night, I was like, this is not going to go this well.
0: This not going to end well. You're
1: not going to have a voice. No. You're going to have to postpone.
0: I was so panicked. Like, I was drinking water. Not water. I was actually drinking vanilla Coke last night because, you know, nutritious and delicious. Um, <laughs> and trying to, like, I was like, <clears throat> like, trying to get it to work. And then so, by some fucking, like, grace of God, I woke up this morning with a voice. Um, so here we are. There Thank go. God. Here we are. Luckily, it's a podcast and you guys can't see me right now because, like, it's a wreck. It's a damn wreck.
1: Thank God or thank Gab?
0: Hey, Ah! Finger guns! (laughs) No one can see that either because this is a podcast. Um, alright, so... Thank Gab for that. stop! I'm too too hungover for this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! Alright, so... Basically, like, I feel like I really glossed over this super quickly, so I'm just going to circle back. Um, Daniel is a professional videographer and photographer. Yeah. Just underline that shit. Okay. Um, so, I've shot, obviously, like, I'm a model, so I've shot with him a mm-hmm. few times. He's a great photographer. Um, he's and she's really- a great model. Oh, thank you. Mm. Um, he's got a great eye, and we just, like, you know, I feel like this is, like, important between model and photographer, that there's, like, a good um, element of professional chemistry and that you can bounce off each other really well, and... Mm-hmm. I mean, comfort is like the biggest thing, right? Like, oh, 100%. I mean, did, we talked about this—the photographer I shot with a few weeks back, where every photo came back and my face is like, my face and is literally screaming, "Help me!"
1: Yeah, yeah. it just looks awkward. Yeah. you if you're not comfortable, it's going to show up yeah, in the photos. Yeah, and I,
0: like, it, like you said to me, it's a blessing and a curse that I have a really expressive face because for a model, that's good, but also I can't conceal when I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, um, there's no
1: just powering through it and pretending. No,
0: it was literally my face was literally screaming, "Help me!" Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so, so luckily that's never happened with Daniel and I've, like, yeah, consistently worked with him and will continue to work with him um, for that that same reason. Anyway, moving on, like, we just kind of want to talk about, like, how you got to this point, I guess. Like, you're super young, what, 25?
1: Yeah, yeah. 25.
0: And um, working in a creative field and, I mean, like... I, I would consider it a noble pursuit, and I think a lot of people would. And I'm, I'm not just saying this, like, because I'm in a creative field and I'm a total narcissist, um, <laughs> despite the fact that I totally am.
1: Yeah, but um, I mean, no. that's irrelevant.
0: <laughs> that's totally irrelevant moving to on. this. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, moving on. Um, fuck, I'm so hungry. <laughs> I promise you guys, I'm so much more organized than this. this is so, I'm sweating through my pajamas right now. We have the air conditioner on and I'm dying, like... This is karma. This is my punishment for last night. Um Yeah, so I'm not on my A game today. I'm not going to be as philosophical as I normally am, which is really sad.
1: Um, Sorry, sure it'll be all. a different it'll be a different kind of podcast. Yeah, I'm sure today. you're not going
0: to miss that. Like, I'm ten actually ten the ten host, ten host ten. today. <laughs> so I'm going to be interviewing you. Interviewing me about my night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> how was it? What was your favorite oh, no, part?
0: We can't go down this. It's going to be 2 hours of me telling you how great it was and then yeah, we don't want to do that. I feel like you've already heard that before we started the podcast. (laughs) You've watched videos, I've been told already that I'm still wound up, um, and that's because I haven't slept. (sighs) Okay, and that's only because I didn't take my sleeping meds. There's no other reason for that. Mm -hmm. I might take a sleeping med at night. Mm -hmm. Hashtag mental illness. Um, we're good. Anyway. It's
1: alright, I slept enough for the both of us. Yeah. I'm very well rested. It's great.
0: Very jealous. Okay, so back to like the idea of creativity as noble pursuit. So I feel like. Um, what like pursuing a creative field is is noble in the fact that like we've talked about this before like personally like it's it's pretty insecure like it's it, you don't have the security of nine to five knowing that you can like for sure get that paycheck at the end of the week it's it's usually quite like contract work you know uh, yeah. gig based work yeah and I mean, we're sort of socialized to sort of avoid going into creative fields because of that exact reason, right? Mm -hmm. Because again, we're socialized into living these lives that are, you know, money driven. I mean, we're in a capitalist society. What what do we expect? Yeah. The amount of
1: times I've heard, what's your backup plan?
0: That's exactly right. Yes. And look, I look, I I mean, I think most people know this. I started out. Um, in a very practical degree and hated it and then decided to pursue a creative field because it just wasn't my truth, right? And a lot of people never do that. And that's totally fine because some people don't want to pursue a creative field. And that's like, it's, you know, it's got to be something you're actually passionate about. You wouldn't just go and become a photographer because like you don't want to, you know what I mean? Like you'd have to want to actually actively pursue that. You are currently burping, and I'm so glad you didn't do that into the microphone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, um, hey, editor, can you cut that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, now I've got to leave him notes. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, we, we, you know, we're socialized, take the safe option, I mm. suppose, um, and take the safe career. And the safe yeah, bet,
1: no, and- no one comes out of high school going, I'm going to be a photographer because it's going to, it's going to yeah. <laughs> well, no one goes. I'm going to be a photographer because it's going to buy me a mansion in the hills, like, and That's I'm right. going to be set for life, like, you know. You no, do it, it's, you it's do it because driven. yeah, you do it because you want to do it, not because you know it's stable because
0: there's money. Yeah, at yeah. the end of the you know, like sure, like you know, the top paid photographers in the world get paid more money than like you know mm. lawyers, doctors, CEOs, whatever. But like to get to that point is like yeah, you know, it's it's a hard slog. And it doesn't come with security along the way in other in which you know in ways other careers do. Um so like I don't want to scare people off in saying this, like please like follow your passion always. Um risk and reward always, like take the risk, you know, hundred percent live fearlessly, etc. Um, but the reality is like sometimes you don't know when your next paycheck is, you mm. know. And there's so much anxiety in the unknowing and um I think that's why we pursue these safe options. So, like, I guess you know, how do you handle that an anxiety?
1: Um, I don't. <laughs> you don't? Ah, uh, no. Like from dread. Yeah, you just kind of have to Dying take it totally as it comes. Used. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I do have a fairly regular paying job in my videography work. I work with a video production agency. Um, so it's like and you're-
0: Okay, continue. Sorry. Yeah, and well,
1: and that's that's where most of my money comes from. It doesn't come from my personal projects and that sort of stuff. Um, it comes from the more corporate version of the creative work that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I think, a way that most creative ha- have to. Yeah, uh, that's the way that most creatives have to kind of do it. Is they yeah. have to take on the more corporate, more boring form of what they really want to do. Um, to,
0: pursue, to, to fund their, like, passion projects.
1: Exactly. Like, I know a whole bunch of, like, portrait and fashion photographers who do weddings every weekend. Of course, yeah. Because that's how they make their money, and they don't necessarily enjoy it, but, like... But
0: it's the money. It's, what it's the
1: money, money is, and yeah. it's still in Look, the same vein. They don't have to go do an office job. It's the
0: same thing in modelling. I mean, we, we all would like to do the high-end stuff, you know, but the money's in catalog work, the money's in commercial work, you know, Mm -hmm. it's the same thing. Like, like shooting for big W, big W, please keep hiring me. Um, like isn't super like inspiring in that I'm not like shooting for Max Mara or like, Mm. you know, Vogue or something like that, but it pays super well and it's consistent work. Yeah, for sure. Because there's always going to be a catalog coming out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. So I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's important to know, like that, that despite it being like, a risk I suppose and like we're told that like the work is sparing and it's competitive there is still like a safe option within that within that field that you can always always rely on that corporate work or you can rely on the like like you said more boring version of what you want to do Yeah.
1: yeah like that's interesting there is yeah there is always there's work there you just have to kind of look for it sometimes yeah and you know for me that Resulted in a lot of real estate videography. For mm-hmm. example, like I film houses. That's my main sort of job, and it still allows me that sort of creative job while being kind of formulaic and corporate at the same time. Um, and don't get me wrong, I I actually really enjoy it. Yeah, I kind of really I love doing some real estate properties.
0: Like, oh, uh, child, yes, please. It's yeah. it's good
1: fun, um, but it's still it's not really what I want to yeah. do.
0: Yeah,
1: I get you. Um, but you know, it's it's a good. I good think. way to get it going and yeah. it's the same with like I know artists that do It's also a
0: good experience and practice and
1: exactly and like I know artists that do commission work but their main thing is they paint like places uh hire them to paint murals or yeah. whatever on their wall to spice up what their restaurant or whatever that, like that looks like hmm. um it's not their passion but it's still a creative thing for them to do and it's how they make their money
0: yeah that's yeah, yeah that's very true it's almost like um we kind of like have to look for the work in various places as opposed to like having that going to the office and knowing that like, you're going to have that to do that today yeah. and have these things to check on and your list, et cetera. Like even with the stock work, with looking at stock videos and stock photos. Mm-hmm. Like that's a way to spin extra cash. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So it's almost like a side hustle to p- pursue your main hustle, but it's within the same field.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So you actually make your money. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay so like to go completely on a separate tangent Mm -hmm. um, like your your like passion and i guess what you predominantly do is um nude photography
1: um not as much nude photography more like i do a lot of kind of um intimate setting boudoir lingerie bit like not necessarily barely clothed but like you know sunday just got out of bed not really putting on much clothes sort of thing like that sort of half-dressed, loungy sort of style. Yeah, like Instagram um, safe nudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. It's um, something I kind of fell into by accident too. Yeah. It's not really a, like what so I intended to get story. into. Um, yeah, so I was doing – I was in the middle of my degree and I was doing, you know, media production focused on video. And I was like, what am I going to do between all these like video projects? Like how am I going to keep up my – camera skills so I decided I may as well do some photography stuff and you know just practice with proper exposure framing and all that sort of stuff um and a couple of my friends were like casual models like not proper models or anything but they you know they'd done photo shoots before and mm. that sort of thing um, and one of them had done a lot of nude stuff and she was like hey a friend of mine really wants to build up some like personal body confidence um, but doesn't want to work with you know, these other photographers that I've worked with because she doesn't feel like she's ready for that or whatever. And I was like, look, I haven't done it before either. So let's just give it a go and see what happens. And, and it was really just to kind of like build up her own, for her to see herself in a way that she would like it basically. Like, um,
0: empower her.
1: yeah, empower her to view her body as it is, as still being great. Yeah. You know? Um, and you know, she loved the photos and it really like, it did give her that confidence and, it felt really good for me to be able to do yeah. that for someone as yeah. well. Um, and so I kind of, that's when I first like tried it and really liked it. Um, and yeah, I kind of just have kept doing it since, I mean, I also do the, you know, normal fashion, like street fashion and portrait editorial sort of stuff. and, stuff and like that, yeah. Not so much editorial, but more like, you know, like fully clothed street fashion sort of stuff, like out yeah. and about land, like, beach bikini stuff as well like kind of the whole spectrum but yeah the intimate half-dress sort of thing is probably where i shine the most i guess yeah
0: yeah Yeah. that's interesting Mm -hmm. um so i guess you kind of answered this like with what what drew you to it it was it's sort of the appeal of of empowering somebody and making them feel good about themselves
1: yeah for sure and like i have um i have people that i've shot with like over a year ago who still every now and then like we'll be like hey i still really love those photos that we took together sort of thing and they still make them feel better when they look at them and it's yeah it's really great really great feeling rewarding yeah
0: finding something rewarding what you do as well yeah um i mean i don't even need to ask this but like what do you love most about that i guess that's what it is right that it's pretty
1: much yeah yeah. that's you know it's a like whenever you deliver the photos because i spend a lot of time like editing them and not editing how the person looks, but just making the photo itself oh, of course, the, the best end, it yeah. can be. Um, and then when, you know, when that's over and you send off the photos and you get an immediate response of, oh, my God, I love them. And I know, like, my the, response they, they, oh yeah. My yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, and they take, like, I, I always ask, oh, which one's your favorite? Um, and when someone's just like, I can't decide, or they take, like, five hours to get back to me with a favorite one, that's, like, satisfying. the best feeling. It's so oh, good. I'm
0: sorry, I just kept sending you, like,
1: that's that's good too that's great yeah
0: okay enough
1: (laughs) (laughs) no that's good too when you can't pick as well that's great but
0: um yeah okay so like i guess on the other end of that what's like the worst perception of what you do i mean like this the
1: the as a whole yeah not me specifically like yeah yeah well i i think that's goes without saying it's the photographer that's in it just to see naked chicks and to be a skis and Yeah. Yeah, and to take advantage of people, which is awful.
0: And super common as well.
1: And, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, very, very common.
0: I've had my fair share of experiences, uh, as we just touched on before, Hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, How do you deal with that? Like, how do you negotiate that kind of power dynamic with somebody, especially when you're, like, liaising with them over the internet prior to meeting and and shooting?
1: um, I'm a massive goof. Um and so I just kind of. I mean, are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I just kind of try to keep it really like lighthearted all yeah. the time. Like I just I make it I try and make it very obvious by the way that I act and everything like that that you don't have to worry. Yeah. Um, and you know I always tell people like if we're discussing like what style we're going to be shooting as well, I'm like it's whatever you're comfortable with. Uh, you know I'm not gonna, like I always like to ask, how much. If you want to show skin, how much skin do you want to show? Yeah. Um, where's like the cutoff? Yeah. Is that, like, and we can always go back on that on the day. Like, yeah, it's yeah, all, yeah. you know, it's entirely up to you because I don't want anyone thinking that, that well. yeah, or feeling pressured just because that's like what I shoot yeah. that they have to do that as well. Um, and so I just I just make it try to make it as clear as possible that yeah. they don't have to do that and it's yeah. entirely up to them. Yeah, I've been um, around the
0: block a few times. So when, I, when we were talking and I said to you, like, you asked me that question. I was like, well, we'll, we'll handle that in a day. You know what I mean? Mm. Because for me, a lot of it's like sussing out the vibe itself.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you
0: can never tell when you're – well, you can – I mean, sometimes the red flags are there when you're chatting mm. with someone. And, you know, you obviously got to do – like, young models out there who are not agency signed. I'm just saying it's freelance models. Like, it is dangerous out there as a freelance
1: model. Yeah, be careful. Yeah. Like
0: I am agency represented and, and they look after you. they do and mm-hmm. like obviously there are good agents and they're bad agents, but for the most part, your agency is there to protect you. And I find freelancing so dangerous. Um, just be very careful. Just do your research, just talk to other models, talk to other photographers. Like, yeah, real, because
1: honestly, the, one of the best pieces of advice I can give is if someone approaches you for a shoot, And you see that you have like on Instagram or whatever, mutual follows, reach out to your friends and message and be like, Hey, like, is this guy legit? Is he fine? I've had so many, um, models message me, not even to ask about people, but to tell me about photographers that they think are dodgy and like that sort of stuff. So if people ask me, I can be like, look, I don't know them personally, but this is what I've heard.
0: Absolutely. And that's Um, the thing. The industry is big, but it's also small. And we talk. Like you can't get away with it for very long. Yeah. You know? Like I would never recommend if someone I've shot with is maybe uncomfortable and they're like, team me up with another model. I will never do it. Mm. Never. And I will tell my other photographer friends that that photographer is just a no go. Yeah. You know, like, yes, yeah. so that's like duty of care. We have to look after each other. Like it's a quite unregulated industry. What well, is unregulated? Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, that's the nature of contract and freelance work, right? It's, yeah. It's hard to regulate. So we actually just kind of have to look after each other. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: And it, it goes both ways as well. Like, I try to always do it to protect models, but sometimes it does go both ways and that I will message other photographers and be like, hey, I worked with this person, she's horrible to work with, she's impatient, oh, she's rude, all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And so it works on both sides. Oh, absolutely. Like people I, mean, are gonna I mean, I guess I mean talk
0: the photographer, I meant purely in, like, a dangerous kind of,
1: like... Oh, 100%. 100%. But when it comes to, like, work ethic...
0: Professionalism and, like
1: professionalism. and that sort of stuff as well. Oh, it, yeah,
0: the industry small we talk. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's, I mean... When I was first signed to my agency in the bu- agency bible, it was like the first thing was like, "Bring your best attitude because yep. like they're not going to want to, sh- they won't want to shoot with you again. They mm-hmm. will not, you know, they will tell the other. T- it will get around quick that you yeah. are unpleasant to shoot with. You know what I mean? Hundred um, percent. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so I mean, it's like any job. Mm. You're going to cut sharp You got to show up professionally.
1: Yep, exactly. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, all right. I mean, yeah, I guess. Oh, I was gonna like ask you about um, new photography, but we've kind of yeah. I mean,
1: I mean, ask away. If it's something I've already answered, I can just answer it again. I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, th- yeah. I guess we could yeah, the perception of new photography. I mean, even the perception of what you do is is. Um,
1: oh, I get weird <laughs> comments all the time. Yeah,
0: tell me, tell me about that.
1: Um, we will just okay. And this was something I found out was a. A joke after the fact but it was like i had the initial reaction to just be like no don't comment that on my photos yeah. like um someone commented uh on one of my posts um just being like oh my god she's so hot and like that that second photo though with a little fire emoji next to it um and i just jokingly replied being like haha both photos because i'm up myself and and they responded again just being like yeah, but I'm going to fap to the second photo uh, more. Uh, and I was like, uh, oh, no. don't like, don't comment that. I just responded, please don't comment this on my photos. And I was oh, like, just about to block them when they messaged me being like, I'm so sorry. That was meant as a joke. Like, yeah,
0: that's just not a joke. Though. And it's not funny. Like
1: it was, it was a woman as well. So it's like,
0: doesn't matter. it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. matter.
1: But it's like, if I had have gone onto their profile, I would have been like, oh, that was a joke. But it's still like, don't. You know. Yeah. And they removed the comments straight away. They were like, I'm sorry, I'm drunk, like that was inappropriate yeah, for me yeah, to comment yeah. on your thing.
0: At least it's accountability. I know, yeah. yeah
1: But it's like and that's the that's the best case scenario with those weird comments. Yeah. I mean um, I get
0: weird messages saying Bob's in the gene,
1: please and things like that. Like <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was yeah. joking. Oh, I wow. look, I, I try to block whenever I get new followers, I try to go through I have yeah, a look at their accounts. And if they seem like someone who's like a Skeezy looking creeper, I will, <laughs> I will just block them because
0: Dan the judgmental man, yeah, oh I'm not yeah, I had to call you that Daniel, sorry, Daniel. yeah Daniel,
1: Daniel is preferred,, but
0: um, <laughs> it didn't rhyme, so,
1: but uh, yeah, like I will block the skeezy accounts because not only do I not want to deal with that stuff, I don't want the girls that I shoot with that I post on my Instagram to, to, to then see that and be like, oh, or to have them go through their tag and then start messaging them as well, yeah, true, you know?
0: that's so true. So, Look at you, protecting people and stuff. That's a see what I mean. What I a try. great photographer! Like, right. <laughs> I'll shoot with him. Pay him. Um, anyway, no. <laughs> mostly, um, pay yeah. mostly pay me. Mostly um, pay me. I mean, I always find it really interesting. Like, and I, and I feel the same way about selfies. Is that like the perception of nude photography now? And like, like in contemporary society, is is such a negative perception? It's oh yeah. Like, seen as sleazy, and, and like people think of hustler and. And your penthouse and these kind of magazines mm. that you know, like that's essentially porn, and that's fine. It has its place, um, but it's different to nude photography. Yeah. And I mean, I like we compared this like previously in a previous conversation. We compared nude photography to like re- Renaissance art or, or or you know any kind of like you look back yeah at the history. People
1: are so sensitive about nipples on like social media and stuff like that, and they're so sensitive about nude art photography and all that sort of stuff. But if you look back at Every famous painting ever is a woman New. with her boobs out and a dude standing there next to her with a cape and a dick hanging out. Like, you know? Everything. It's all just. I mean, they're it's all not naked. Wrong. They're all naked. And it's like, not. Yeah. Nobody looks at them and goes, oh my god, cover yourself but up. Even like,
0: like Michelangelo like painted all the nude cherubs and, and like, what's. One David, of the, the statue the, of David is a naked dude with his dick out.
1: Like, one of the most famous religious paintings of all time has. A dick. Yeah. Just front and center. Yeah. The creation of Adam. Yes. And he's just, hey God, here's my dick. At
0: what point, like, did we become so prudish that we're like, oh, that is not art, that is not a <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what happened. Like, it's like this wave of conservatism, but I feel like we were so conservative back then. Like, I don't even know what, I feel like a... I'm too hungover to even be discussing this stuff, to be honest. I have no authority on this right now, but I'm going to
1: try. But you're um, right. Like, we – you know, it is sort of a bit over
0: – It is, yeah.
1: Over-sensationalized. And yeah. it's – obviously, there is that stuff that isn't appropriate for social media and that yeah. isn't appropriate for, you know, public displays. Yeah. But
0: – And you think that, like,
1: There's art. so much to do with nudity that is just fine and it is art and it is, you know, yeah. like um, – you know, how do how do you think those the kids that you're so worried about seeing it, how do you think they got here?
0: Oh well, yeah, that's exactly it. I mean Yeah.
1: Guaranteed they sucked a nipple at some point.
0: <laughs> 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 I don't know what to say But <laughs> I mean, you're right. Yeah. Like Um Yeah, I mean I think also like, like I saw a really funny meme and it was like photos, it was it was like a, a collection of um like, self-portraits, like, by Frida Kahlo and by various other artists, like Picasso and, and like, different artists. A whole collection of it said never apologize for selfies. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I love that because I never thought of it like that. Like, we, we go through this whole, like, wave of, like – Social criticism of people, you know, for taking photos of themselves and putting it on social media, and it's and, like,
1: and acting like it's so vain to take a photo of yourself when it takes half a second. Meanwhile, like the teens. most famous artist, yeah, <laughs> spent like a year painting, painting a themselves. meticulous portrait of themselves. Like
0: Frida Kahlo laid in a bed painting painting herself based in a mirror, like for like for years while she was unwell. Like, mm. I mean, that's not narcissism, is it?
1: Uh, well, I mean. You have like, to, We're not
0: psychologists. <laughs>
1: this is where it gets complicated because yeah. you have to uh, determine what is art and what is not.
0: Yeah, and art doesn't exist in a vacuum as well, and mm. it's 100% like delivery and perception. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I guess when it comes to um, new photography, it's like how do we change delivery to alter the perception? You know what I mean? Like You
1: kind of have to change both at the same time, yeah, which is it, like you look complicated.
0: At, but there's an example of like, playboy magazine right in the 70s mm-hmm. i literally on my wall have original 70s playboy cover my favorite one
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is obviously art focused that's why i got it
1: yes um, uh just to describe it for those listening um <laughs> it's a naked lady with her back to the co- uh back to the cover and she's holding a paintbrush and her back is painted with
0: it's like a, it's like a paint the something numbers kind of thing but it's painted yeah. like
1: it's a paint the numbers of the playboy logo yeah um but at her back is the canvas
0: yes yeah so it's like really tasteful um and if you look at like the 70s uh playboy magazine and you look at their, their center folds like they're like at the vaseline lens like it's like mm. i'm sure it was super like um confronting for the time but like now like looking like looking at it now uh with what we see now yeah in like you know these same magazines um it's really like kind of tasteful and arty, and 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 then I look. I compare the '70s Playboy to like the mid-2000s Playboy when it was. And this is no criticism of the look, but this is literally what it was. It was like mm. everyone had platinum blonde hair and and fake boobs and fake tans and yeah. Like there's nothing wrong with that look, but it was it was a different look entirely, right? And, yeah. and even the way that the the centerfolds were shot, it was like um, real harsh lighting, yeah. like. Like, yeah, it was, it's just different and it was full frontal nude. Yeah. And, and like the thing about Playboy was, it was never like, excuse my crudeness, but they like never like spread their legs and like a hustler and yeah, things like Yeah, exactly. That. It wasn't
1: porn. It was more like, this is... It was appreciation know, of...
0: The female form. The female And form. that was like Hugh Hefner's MO, right? Yeah. Um, even though I know that he is a controversial figure, um, that was his MO. Hmm. But like, I look now at, um, after his son has taken over and... He made like he made it very clear that he was going to take it back to what it used to be in the '70s, and he's done that really successfully. Like um, for a while, I think when he relaunched, they did they weren't doing nude anymore. Um, It was just implied nude, but there was no actual nudity. Like now they've gone back to doing nude, which I'm glad they did because like Playboy's not Playboy without you know what I mean, and 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 it was always tastefully done.
1: Yeah, and it would be a little bit um, what's the right word? off to have the biggest name in nudity be like, okay, Without no, nudity is inappropriate. Yeah, yes, you that's know? right. Yeah. yeah,
0: and I think that only lasted for a very short period of time, and um, I think everyone was pretty shocked as well. Maybe it was marketing. Either way, like, they did a, it, was, it worked. It worked. It worked and for them. And, like, I, even if you look at the website now, it's so fucking beautiful. Like, hmm. it's like art. It's so... It's artistic. Yeah. Yeah, and, he yeah. like, they've done a real, like, a really good job of it. And to me, that, like now, like, encapsulates exactly what I think new photography should be like. You yeah. Know? Especially new photography as art, as opposed to new photography as porn.
1: Because
0: hmm. um, there obviously is a the clear distinction between the two. For sure. Um, Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah.
1: And, and that's not really my style either, but I do appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. Um my stil- oh, yeah, it's very uh, yeah, to your style. Yeah, Guys,
0: like, go check out um Dan's Instagram at...
1: Mm-hmm jpeg. Yeah,
0: I'll put it in Instagram. The, I'll put it in the show notes so you can go check it out um and see what he does.
1: It's all like natural light. Yeah. Like I so I like lot. shooting in people's own houses to get mm. the feel of like who they are, surrounding them sort of thing and like all yeah, natural light, light no program. staged sort of stuff. It's just very chill like we're just hanging out basically yeah. while we take some photos. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: but like not to, you know, say so that obviously playboy knows what they're doing and oh, it's God, yeah just two different very styles oh, neither one is no, correct no
0: that's right there's two very different things mm-hmm. um, It's all on a spectrum right mm-hmm. um, yeah I mean I guess this is a, this is question's a bit a bit like separate to everything we've kind of talked about mm-hmm. um, and just sort of a question on diversity I guess and um, what you have seen as a professional. Um, with when it comes to representation because I know they always tell us that like the industry's changed and I don't know how much it's changed. Mm-hmm. I've had um, I've been told by agencies in the past, not my current agencies that I've had to lose weight, mm-hmm. you know, to suit, fit certain measurements. Um, and I've done that because it's my job and that's fine. But they're constantly telling us that the industry's changed, that like this doesn't matter anymore. And I just don't know how much of that I'm buying. Like what have you seen as like, a, like diversity wise, like, What's the demand? What what, what have you seen?
1: Um, in my, like, personal experience, none. No change, yeah. really. It's still kind of the same. Anytime it's, like, paid stuff, uh, it's still the same. Yeah. Um, I try to always shoot with people who I think have different and interesting looks and, like, that aren't just kind of the stereotypical model look of old sort of thing, where yeah. it's, you know, a size two in, you know, blonde hair and, you know... Alien-looking. in fake tits and a huge, like, a massive tan, like, a bad tan sort of thing. Um,
0: but that's also very much lingerie and swim. Like, if we're going
1: to talk it about is. high
0: fashion, that's a whole other ballpark.
1: It know? is, yeah. Um, but I always, you know, I try to I try to shoot with people who I think have an interesting or different look to encourage that. Yeah. Um, but, so I mean... You,
0: I mean, I already said this to you before, mm-hmm. like, on your Instagram, and you shoot, shoot with a diverse range of looks. Like, you do. Like, it goes from, like, red hair and tattoos to, like someone who looks like an alien in the best way possible. Like hmm. some of the best models in the world look like aliens. Like yeah. I kind of look like an alien. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, and I think like you personally definitely like represent diversity. Um, Thank you. But what about, I, do. I, in, like, I, I,
1: I don't see it that much myself. Mm. I'd like, I'm trying to, I don't, I would I mean, like to be yeah. more diverse than I am. Um, because if, I mean, the way I see it is if you scroll down my feed, it is majority white women. Yeah right. Um, yeah, and that's how I, I see I mean the looks issue looks, of because, yeah. yeah the the looks. I try to keep as diverse as possible, but mm-hmm. it's the nature of um, models in Newcastle. Frankly, is yeah. it's not that diverse a city yeah. um, when it comes to that sort of thing. Um, I'd like to shoot with more. If there's any diverse models in Newcastle listening, hit me up. I'd love models to shoot of color, with you.
0: Any of you get out here? Yeah,
1: um, models of different sizes, ethnicities, whatever. Yeah. hit me up. If you've got a fucking mohawk and tattoos <laughs> on your face.
0: Let's do it. Yeah, let's
1: get let's in contact. Get it I'm in. Um, but I do see it in some professional circumstances as well. Like, not for me personally, but, like, you know, when you're doing your online shopping, there's now dedicated yes, sections yeah. for, like, ASOS, for example, has their, their tall range and their plus range, and mm. it's, it is all more different sizes and shapes of models and, you know, different ethnicities. And so, it like... In some ways, it has. I feel like in more high fashion stuff, it hasn't as much. But in like catalog stuff, it has changed. Yeah. Um, but which
0: it should in catalogs because, like, I understand that high fashion is like they're basically essentially creating art. They're creating they're creating campaign that's meant to replicate art. Fashion yeah. is art. Whereas a catalog is like we're selling to the everyday person, and the everyday person is not. I mean, some of us are hmm. not me, but some people, so some, some you know, some people are a five eleven and. A size one, but... But,
1: but most but, people but aren't. But most people
0: aren't. And yeah. people don't look in a catalog and go, okay, it looks like that on her, but that's not the like that on me. You mm. know what I mean? Mm. And also, like, especially in Australia, we are so diverse culturally. And, like, yeah. what there's nothing worse than looking at a catalog and going, okay, they're all white. Like, yeah, that's not me. I don't see myself there. Like, that's... I can't relate to this. Yeah. You know, so...
1: And I, f- I find it's changed more online than it has in store. If yeah. you go into any, like, shopping yeah, centre in Australia, yeah. it's still all the same... Uh, it's they may as well be the same model yeah. for the most part.
0: No, you're part. right. You're, you're totally right.
1: Um, yeah. And that's kind of discouraging. Mm-hmm. And especially, like, for my side of, like, the, you know, sort of boudoir sort of style stuff, walking past, like... Honey Boudet, or Honey I mean. or bras and things. <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't name names, but we're going to. We're, we've done um, it already. <laughs> it, just, it looks like the, just the same model yeah, every single, all the time. Like, yeah. there'll be, like, one photo with three models in three different no, sets. And it's, it may as well be the same person mm-hmm. that have just taken the three different photos and merged them, you know, I, know, I know. um, which is, you know, disheartening. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, no, you're, you're spot on. Um, but at the same time, like you've, you've done some photography, um, within like sex work. Like you've, you've taken photos for, um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, not many, no. but yeah, I have but, done, but you see the, I've the done at least, internet, cu- at least. Yeah, I've done at least a couple of shoots, um, um for people who want to promote themselves in that mm. uh profession um and yeah yeah there's a there's diversity there as well and it's yeah, like that's that's a thing as well i think that's slightly different because there's like it's a niche demand
0: yes you're right you
1: know um whereas
0: whereas yeah whereas with with like Fashion
1: Fashion. photography stuff is more of a broad, broad appeal. Is what you're going for. Same with
0: yeah, high end. High end is a niche itself as well. Like that's what we've got to remember. That it's Mm. just as much a niche as um yeah, as yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, to get a bit more personal, I guess to move away from like what you your work like oh yeah no, no it's not that bad <laughs> i just know that you're a huge horror film fan and i am and i know that like what your segue out of out of i guess well maybe maybe not a segue out of videography but like how you'd want to develop further into this would be into filmmaking right Isn't that yes
1: yeah. yeah i really want to i mean ultimate dream goal would be to be a, a director yeah um awesome. it's a very hard industry to break into so i'm no, tempering my expectations no
0: don't be like that
1: you no 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 like I you know don't worry I'm not giving up on it but I am just I'm being realistic about it I'm mean the test. I'm in the wrong country for it basically um,
0: actually I, I I digress no maybe you could make a really good indie film that's the thing with Australia it's like you punch out a really good indie film and like hmm. it, you know like uh what what's the word for it big fish more pond
1: yeah 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 you, you, know st- what I mean? you stand out a little more yeah, yeah. that's it
0: yeah mm. um, yeah, so, I mean, like, I'm a massive horror, movie, horror film. Oh, my God, I can't speak
1: <sighs> English today. It's actually interesting to bring up horror with what you are saying before about um, uh, being desensitized and stuff. Yeah. It's really interesting. You look back at, how you are saying, you look back at uh, Playboy in the 70s and we yeah. think it, might have been really confronting back mm. then but it's not so much now it's the same thing with oh, absolutely same thing with movies you look back at Jaws Jaws at the time <laughs> was horrifying for everyone who went to see it now and we're like lol me and my sister watched it when we were like 12 and 14 sort of thing yeah, and, and, and we were like shark. this isn't scary I mean like, it's still
0: like an incredible film
1: it's still a great yeah. movie I love um, it but yeah, but yeah it's
0: not terrifying same yeah. with Psycho like I I mean, look, actually, you know, to be honest, that shower scene still gets me. And I think because it's the way it's shot, like, it was so expertly yeah. done. And, like, it's such a vulnerable setting, like, being in the shower. 100%. a personal fear of mine as well.
1: It's why every horror movie starts with someone going skinny dipping.
0: Yeah, that's like it. Like Jaws,
1: the very first scene is they go skinny dipping at the beach because yeah. they're naked and vulnerable. That's and, it, yeah.
0: yeah. So that, that element of fear is still there, but it's not horrifying in the same sense that, like, watching Hostel would be. Like, watching Hostel for me, like, that's so confronting and so brutal and so mm. savage. Um,
1: to me, they're just gross. I don't, they don't spook me yeah, at it all. It's just, like, it's just, just gross. Me, yeah.
0: Ugh, anyway. Ugh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, regardless. yeah, I mean, the ultimate dream, as I was saying, is director, but particularly director of horror films. Horror
0: films, is yeah. what I would I love, love to do. I'm such a big horror, horror movie fan. Like, as a genre, it's like, yeah, horror and thriller are, like, my two favourite genres. Like, much to everyone's dismay because that's all I watch and... and uh,
1: well, they're the best, look... They're the most creative genre in can film feel, at the moment.
0: Oh, any good film should make you feel. Any good art should make you feel something. Yeah. Um,
1: Even if that something is uncomfortable.
0: Exactly, I agree. Um,
1: but it's it's the only genre in film at the moment where you know you can do creative things that don't have to be literal, and people don't expect it to be literal. Mm. Like the Babadook, as you're saying, great Australian movie that kind of ascended above yes. and became an international hit. Um, it's a movie about a, you know, a thing in the basement that's terrorizing this family, but the thing is really a metaphor for the loss of her husband mm. and the fact that she now has to deal with this kid on her own. Mm. Like, you can't do that in other Genre. genres of film. Or well, you can, it's just way harder, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. And people don't expect it to be so metaphorical. Yeah, you can so play metaphorical
0: games, you know, with thriller and with, with horror in ways that you can't with totally well you're not going to in a rom-com like that would just be bizarre like
1: i mean i would i'd love to see that i mean me too like go
0: for it yeah i'd be i'd be down for that but um
1: still maintain the best rom-com ever is 500 days of summer
0: oh yeah easily yeah because
1: it just dismantles every stereotype of rom-coms while still being a better rom-com than most rom-coms yeah
0: yeah bloody sad ending god don't i'm gonna cry we're done here Cancel.
1: please leave. move on move on from um
0: yeah that yeah that was a great film um i mean thing is like i hear this all the time and i'm sure you do too like being a fan of horror i always people always tell me it's such a trash genre and i feel like this is because people watch things like eli <laughs>
1: yeah look it is and isn't a trash genre at the same time you can have some of the best Mm. most like transcendent uh, not to be a massive film wanker but transcendent films (laughs) um like movies that are entirely like that play out on like three different levels it's like the literal plot and then what it's actually about and then it's like the director's intent and movies like hereditary where it's like it's about a haunting and then you realize that it's actually about loss and depression and how mental illness affects a family and all this sort of stuff. But then you also have movies but, like Paranormal but, Activity, but which wait, are just wait, trash. Wait.
0: I could argue with this for hours. Was it actually about mental illness? Or was there actually... I'm telling you that that, that mental illness was the red herring, okay.
1: okay? And look, that's a sign of a great movie, is where you can <laughs> yeah, well, you sit can for hours stuff. and discuss what it's and actually about. That's right. But you're right, it is a trash genre in the sense that there's eight Saw movies and yeah. about to be a ninth. Um... Yeah, That's no. all I really need to say on yeah, that. Yeah,
0: you know you're spot on. Like, um, and I think about things. Don't get like,
1: me wrong, I love them.
0: Like paranormal activity and look, Eli. All I have to say is, Eli, do not watch it or go watch. Yeah, it
1: Eli right. on Netflix. Go watch it when you're really like drunk and with a friend that you can just you tear can just into tear it, tear it with. It,
0: like, oh, we watched it and we were just.
1: It was, we were, we were so. Upset. I was in tears laughing at we were one so point. Up, Cause
0: we were like, like the, the trailer looked phenomenal. Like this is going to be fantastic. And then the first opening scene was like proverbs. It was like clearly going to be really shoving
1: focused. it in your face. Like, it was,
0: yeah. It was on the goddamn nose. And we were just like, mm. I went, I literally said to you, I went proverbs. And I said, Oh look, those like telephone poles literally look like. In the, the shape fixes. of a cross. Like, and... Oh, here we go. Yeah. Um, Eli literally anagram for lie. Like, yeah. Oh God, it was just it was, like,
1: it was, it was. Every, 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 scene, every cliche,
0: every cliche they could possibly put into it. Yeah. And there was like one or two moments where like, that was pretty good. Uh, and they ruined it. Literally. Yeah. Like. yeah.
1: That's, and, and that's yeah. the thing is that you can, uh, you can do all these inventive things with horror movies. It's just that, uh, either d- the directors or the studios don't because it's yeah. not what people expect. People expect trash. People expect the jump scares that offer nothing to the plot, but make you go, <gasps> yes. You know. Yeah. Ugh and yeah. it like it works on people who have watched two horror movies ever but as soon as you actually start to appreciate the genre a bit more it falls apart really quickly yeah
0: i'm with you 100 but you haven't got to convince me so yeah. <laughs> um all right so give me your top five um top five horror, horror movies films. yeah must Look, see in your life
1: um hereditary
0: hereditary yeah, i agree it's A- heavy though it's hard-hitting it
1: is it is it's it's quite Especially heavy if you have
0: mental illness it can be uh, yeah confronting
1: um alien alien Hmm. um <sighs> this goodness is tough um <laughs> hereditary alien uh
0: midsummer
1: yeah no Mid- yeah midsummer midsummer um
0: answering for you yeah terrible
1: host uh wreck the the spanish zombie horror movie i actually i'm gonna add a little asterisk to that one wreck one and two as one film Watch them back to back it's amazing um hereditary midsummer wreck alien one more uh maybe the thing the thing i do love the thing the
0: thing i don't think i've seen the thing
1: it's great. It's yeah. really, really good. It was actually critically panned at the time and it was a huge like failure and it's since gained a huge cult following. And then people have looked back on it now and they like, okay, it might actually be one of the best movies ever yeah, made. Yeah, wow. Okay. It's fantastic. It's really, really great. I'm
0: going to chuck one in there. Um, even though no one asked me. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Uh, Hush. Like Oh, Hush is really good. Hush is phenomenal. Yeah. Like I honestly like think one of, no, probably, yeah, one of my favorite horror films mm-hmm. Um Particularly because it just kind of blew me out of the park. I did not expect what was... Like, I went into it thinking it was going to be trash. Yeah. Know? And I was just like, damn, this was so well thought out. Mm. You know, it it's like, the concept is not com- It's not complex.
1: No, it's it, it a... It um, quite
0: normal conventions of a horror film.
1: For those listening who haven't seen it, Hush is about a... Uh, it's a home invasion movie
0: mm.
1: um, where there's literally two characters in the whole film. Yep. It's um, oh, well, a... F- Three. Well, it's two for the vast majority yeah. of the of the movie.
0: The um, <laughs> it's a
1: it's a deaf woman. Yes, who's
0: um, a writer.
1: Who's a writer, and there's a.
0: She's also a writer of this kind of like of um, um like what's the word for it? Like she writes books about like, these kind of characters yeah. who have to yeah. survive in these situations.
1: Yes. Um, and but the a thriller the, writer, She's yeah, a thriller writer, yeah. The loose premise is it's a deaf woman whose home is being invaded by this murderer yeah. um which sets up really a really interesting dynamic of he can walk right behind her and there's an she excuse for her him. not being able to know he's there yeah. because she can't hear him um which makes things really really interesting yeah because he also can't give her demands like he can't tell her things because she, she can't, can't hear him. him yeah um you know he can't call out and be like i'll let you go if this sort of thing yeah. like leave the house and you yeah. won't be harmed i just you know whatever um because she can't hear
0: yeah it's honestly it's really
1: like, really interesting
0: yeah and it's it's fantastic um i, I feel like we've just made it sound terrible
1: <laughs> no, no it's really it's really really <laughs> it's good it's really good said,
0: no go watch please on netflix yeah um, in australia
1: another one I'd, what if we're throwing our recommendations okay, as well it's go this awesome. is an honor- honorable <laughs> mention to headcount
0: Yes! Oh my god, yes! Um, Headcount is great. Which
1: is a paranormal slasher movie in yeah. the sense that it's not really a slasher movie, but in the sense that people get picked off one by one yeah. by this thing out in the desert. Um, the desert and it's, setting
0: always creeps me out too.
1: It's a movie that just has an insane amount of attention to detail. Yes, and you watch that it. That is unnecessary, and, and you spot things. more things. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, and so I would highly recommend that for very detail oriented. Yeah. Film buff. The kind
0: of person who like wants to watch it and then go, oh, I've got to watch it again and again yeah. and again. Like, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, all right, so I'm gonna ask you a really ugly and generic question. Ooh, go for it. <laughs> um, because I'm both ugly and generic. <laughs> um, but where do you want to be in ten years? I mean, I feel like I already asked you that when it came to like filmmaking, like you wanna be a filmmaker. That's what you Yeah. Yeah,
1: so. yeah ideally that. Um look, I'm just so
0: wanna be You know, being a photographer, is photography going to be something that's going to be completely sidelined? Yeah, I
1: don't don't see myself stopping Mm. doing that. Um, I just, anything where I'm behind a camera or editing footage or doing that sort of stuff, I'm happy, really. Like, that's that's just, I just love doing it. Um, But, yeah, ideally, you know, the director making films, even if it's, like, just on set, getting to make stuff is all I want to do. So, hopefully there. That's awesome. We'll keep um, pursuing yeah.
0: your truth. Yeah. keep doing that. As long
1: as I can keep doing everything that makes me happy on the side as well.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I'll be set. Um, how would your parents describe what you do for a living? It's my favorite question because, like, particularly because I'm constantly talking to creatives, because, I mean, that's all I know. Like, the answers are always <laughs> yeah. so diverse. Like,
1: well, mine would actually be pretty accurate. They'd just say he makes... I mean, cause what I actually do for a living is I make real estate videos. So yeah. they'd say he makes videos that show off properties and it's, it's kind of a boring answer. I'm sorry. Oh, um, I was hoping they'd be like, Ugh, when it comes to the, starving th- artist. <laughs> when it comes to the photography stuff, they're just like, Oh, mm, and he also takes photos of gorgeous women. Oh my God. Um, it's, uh, it's very funny and also very embarrassing yeah. every time. 100%. Um, just the way they kind of like have yeah. to say it kind of like slyly as Red-faced, if it's like, yeah. yeah. Um, and like other family members as well, like make dumb comments on it and it's oh, no. kind of funny. Um, but just like, I kind of just have to ignore it. <laughs> That's
0: right. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: It's not like, it's not like they're being problematic about it No, no. They're, just, they're like, just
0: embarrassing you. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. It's classic family. That's it. Know. Exactly.
0: Um, yeah. all right. Well, I guess we're kind of coming to the end here. Um, Is there anything that you would, like, want desperately for our listeners to know or be aware or conscious of when it comes to...
1: Um,
0: Especially, I I feel like I didn't get a chance to ask you enough about, you know, how you got to where you are.
1: Do you want me to just go over that really quick? Yeah, let's just do this because, yeah. yeah. I, what was interesting before you were saying about how, like, people kind of gravitate towards those stable jobs because Mm, they... Safe. Yeah, safe. And that's, well, that's what I wanted to do when I was in high school. I was planning on being an engineer. I went to um, an academically selective high school, humble brag. <laughs> um, but, and it was kind of like the expectation there that you would be a lawyer, a doctor, an engineer, a mm. something sort of thing. Um, and just because, you know, you've been given this opportunity of going to an elect, uh, academically selective high school, like yeah. make something of yourself sort of thing. Isn't it um, that make
0: something of yourself is make something of yourself in like a... Make money. Make money. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. It's make money. Not actually like contribute something to the world. I mean, not that they're not, but you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Art
0: is just, it's so much of a contri- contribution to like society and culture mm. and life the yeah. and history and all these kind of things.
1: Yeah. Know? Um, in some cases i 'd argue it 's more of a contribution than designing I mean, a, a and designing a stadium so you can knock down a perfectly functioning one and rebuild, <laughs> rebuild the new one again. Um, government? <laughs> but yeah, and so that was kind of the like I enjoyed it at the time. Mm. I was like yeah i 'd kind of like engineering let 's do that and so it wasn 't like I was being pressured into mm. studying something i wasn 't interested in, but by the time I finished high school, i just was not interested at all, and I kind of had no idea what I wanted to do, and fortunately, I had the foresight to um, apply to a Bachelor of Arts for uni, so I had a way... Hell yeah! I had a way in.
0: But also, like, Bachelor of Arts, guys, best thing ever. <laughs> I say this it's, all the time.
1: Look, it's a good way to figure out what you want to
0: no, do. No! It's so wrong. Do not listen to what he just said. It's a good way to it worked for me. take like a lot of diverse subjects and be a very well-read and well-rounded person.
1: Yeah. You're you're right. (laughs) That's no, that's entirely true. But also if you're not sure what you want to do as well, apply for that because that'll be your gateway in. And that was my gateway in, um, because I used to do a lot of music stuff. And so I was like, okay, how can I relate kind of do the same path of like engineering, but in music. And I wanted to do sound engineering. So sound design and sound technical stuff. Uh, and so I went in expecting to do a little of sound production and I ended up, uh, doing a whole heap more video subjects and absolutely loving it. Yeah, and
0: you just took what you enjoy. That's why yeah. I love arts degrees because you get a taste and you go, mm. okay, I really like that. So I'm going to take more of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you yeah. get the chance to really explore what you actually like. Yeah. And the thing is, like, you can do an arts degree and complete it and get a job. You can get a job with it. But if you want to use that as a lo- launching platform to a different degree... Yeah, exactly. That is more specific...
1: And that's what I did. I used that to. that to transfer into communications mm. and then majored in media production. And from there, just focused entirely on video and photo. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, so awesome. that's- That's how I got here. That's
0: how you got here. Yeah, and you did Um, some interning as well, didn't you?
1: Yeah, and like while I was while I was doing my
0: part of the creative, like unfortunately, it's part of our we have to.
1: Yeah, well, while I was at the uni, actually, we that was I'm very disappointed. It's been sort of defunded now, and uh, but there was a program called Yak Media, um, which was one of the student run media groups on the campus, and it was all volunteer stuff. Um, but it was a great way to get, it was how I got so much experience in video and how I learned to do proper interviews and that sort of stuff. Um, and it actually through that, I met contacts at the uni and then I then started actually doing paid video production work for the uni. And then through that, I met other people and they, they're how I got my professional placement at the video agency that I'm working now. Um, and I just kind of stuck around and eventually they started paying me after my Yeah, work experience there was over. Yeah, and um, I mean that's just kind of how you got to do it. You just Mm. I see all these people who are studying media production and they don't do anything besides their degree, and it's you have to you have to to just do it. Like, if I didn't do yak media, I wouldn't have the all the professional work that I have now, sort of thing.
0: That's also just the nature of employment these days. Whether you're uh, you know in any other degree it doesn't have to be in the creative or media fields so, like mm-hmm. you need to have your degree as well as experience like exactly. i had to intern at two galleries in order to get a graduate job in a gallery you know, yeah while i was studying it's just the nature of it like they don't want just your you know three-year degree they want yeah they want to see that you you've done it
1: exactly and like you know i i offered to go back in and go into the union to tell people to join up to yak because like if not for yak i wouldn't have worked with I've done event videos for Maxim magazine for their parties in Sydney. Mm. I've done, uh, through the video agency I work with, we worked with Audi. Um, we've, you know, we've done all these cool, awesome things. And it's literally all because during uni, I went and joined this volunteer program and just put in the work there and met people. And, you know, you, you have to do it. You can't just kind of scoot by on, Oh, this is, you know, I'll do my degree and get a job in creative fields. You can't just do that. No,
0: you can't. You can't. Yeah. Well, thank you for your honesty. Um, That's all right. Yeah. I feel like it's good to be candid with these kind of things as well, just Mm. not to expect. Yeah. But we are literally running out of time, um, and it's going to end up being a three-hour podcast. And look, I'm down for that. Look, we can do that. I don't think anyone else is down for that. (laughs) And also, I'm just going to apologize, guys. I did this podcast backwards um, because I'm currently backwards. Like what do you mean like i like asked you for your like how you got here at the end of this chat
1: oh yeah that's, that's
0: fine. like oh man i'm so sorry I'm,
1: I'm sure we'll do a part two someday and yeah yeah fill in all the other 100%. stuff
0: like thank you so much for coming to hang out it's, it's quite been, all right it's been a pleasure and um as soon as i hit stop we're gonna keep talking
1: yeah i'm just gonna um real quickly plug myself i'm yeah, daniel daniel Jpeg on instagram um that's pretty much it
0: slide into his dms
1: slide into my dms but only
0: for being respectful and polite
1: yeah no unsolicited dick pics thank you very much <laughs> um
0: oh god all right yeah. thanks so much guys uh, for listening and see you next time
1: see ya